song is about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you Today is Thursday, May 14th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz and I am the host with the most for this Joe Batanz. The little show where I talk about the daily goings on in my life. It's been a quite momentous 36, I don't know how long it's been since I recorded, but uh, we're going to talk about it today right here on this Joe Batanz right here on this Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batanz, a little show where I like to talk about things that are going on in my life. Now, let me tell you something. If you're new to this show, because, you know, some I just got an email today from somebody who said he just joined this Joe Batanz. And uh, I want to tell him, welcome to the nonsense that is this Joe Batanz. It's another night where it's such a beautiful night where I'm keeping my window open. So you may hear birds or, you know, cars driving by. It's not even hot. In fact, if anything, it's... Can you hear the birds? Very cool. But, um... It's, uh... It's a thing where I want to... Uh... Do the show with the window open. And you can't blame me. And you can't stop me either. That's the thing. That's what I want to tell you. You can't stop me. Uh, anyway, I, I got distracted. I'll be honest with you. I have the nookas on up in front of me. And I got distracted. And, uh, you know, I uh, I just was looking at the nookas on. I didn't know what I was talking about. But here's what I will tell you. After we spoke yesterday... <clears throat> There's quite a bit of drama going on here in the House of Batants. Um, So I have a grandmother. She's on my father's side. And she is in late stage Alzheimer's. And she probably doesn't have much long for this world. It's one of these things, too, where... And I think part of the cause of some of the drama is there are some people who haven't come to grips with this. And so they are struggling with that. And it's another thing where uh, I have come to, to peace with it. And a long time ago, so to me, the grandmother that I knew, especially since taken, is gone. There's just a shell of a woman who still is uh, there in, in the, there's just basically the, the, the case of a person that I knew was there. So uh, it's, this thing where I think I've come to peace with it already, but I think there are certain members of my family, namely my father and one of my uncles, who is starting to hit them. You know, that kind of stuff brings up, if you've ever been through anything like that, it brings up a lot in a family. And so there's some, you know, old feelings that are coming to the surface and anyway, it got to the point where, and now it's funny, I was doing my day of phone calls. And in the middle of my day of phone calls, um, 
my brother called me. He was like really upset. I don't even know what's going on. And then my mom came and she said a nonsense sentence. I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. But after I finished, it happened to be, it happened, it happened to occur in the last 15 minutes of my last phone call. So I, uh, I called my brother back and it's just without getting too much, I don't want to get too much into the sordid details of family stuff. It was just, you know, people, I think what happens at this phase is that people are no longer talking about what's at hand. There's a lot of subtext and old wounds come up and, and, uh, there's no objectivity. So my brother and I decided to uh, put ourselves in the middle to sort of be the dispassionate, you know, uh, go-betweens. And that sort of worked things out. <clears throat> and, and, and look, things are a lot better today. I just got, I mean, look, families fight, things get heated, yada, yada, yada. And um, so anyway, that is what's going on there. The reason I bring that up is... So we're talking about it, and one of the problems, and it's, believe it or not, it's part of it, is my parents, and this is and this is the thing where they're not bullshitting. They are deathly afraid. Deathly afraid. And I don't think I've even played, I, I don't think I knew the depths, and I don't think I've made it very clear in the show how afraid of this coronavirus they are. Okay? And uh, maybe I didn't even know, but they are very, very scared of the coronavirus. And to the point where it hurts, it, it prevents them from seeing my grandma as much as they would like to and as much as my uncles would like to, them too. Because my grandma has a lot of caregivers coming in and out, and they're convinced that if they go there, they're going to catch it and die. So there, she, my mom is explaining that to my brother and saying, she goes, you know, and there are people who, I'm keeping my voice low, I don't know if you can hear me, especially since I have the stupid dumb, dummy me has the window open. But she's like, there are caregivers. You know, there are kids out there. Michael, that's my brother's name, Michael. Michael, do you know there are kids out there who, who they um, uh, are going shopping for their parents because they don't want their parents to get sick. They don't want them to go to the supermarket. Their mom, dad, we'll go shopping for you, okay? And I went, I would totally go shopping for you. She's like, what are you talking about? You're fat and diabetic. Get out of here. You die before us. And I was like, whoa. Right, but anyway, problem solved. My mom has now walked that back. She just says I'm at as great a risk as they are. I don't disagree with that, and that's actually one of the reasons I will say not the weather's getting better and things are like. Look, I'm in Los Angeles. They've extended the stay at home until I think I I don't have any confirmation on this that they've extended the stay at home until July 15th. I will have to fact check this because I've not uh, fact checked this at all. Uh, So. I um uh okay, LA County stay at home orders to last to July. Okay. So there we go. <clears throat> it's cause it's pretty bad here in Los Angeles. But uh but uh, when the weather now that's what I don't mind going on a walk or whatever and doing all that jazz. Um so I think it's very important for me for my health just to lose weight. You know, and I, I've never had, well, yet, I've been lucky that my diabetes has been pretty well managed and under control, uh, so I haven't had that many problems with it, but like, again, losing the weight will help with that, and that will put me in a 
lower risk zone. It's one of the things I'm, and I think that there are some big surprises coming uh, your way in terms of that. For those of you that thought Fat Camp was a thing of the past, it is not. Um, in fact, let me talk about that right now. What do you guys think? I've been thinking about a show idea. And it's just right now an idea. And I might actually do a test episode for this Sunday. I might see if I can put it together for this Sunday. But a weekly show. Let, let me explain where this is coming from. Before I tell you what it is. I think I, and I think people who've listened to... I think I've talked about this on an old episode of This Joe Batance. Or maybe I've talked about it on... Uh, just sometimes I did. I used to. I don't do this anymore. I used to just go on the air. I'd be like, anyone's gonna go on. I'm just gonna go live on the air. I used to do that. Just do talk to people impromptu, and uh, I don't do that anymore. But um, I think in one of those I talked about this. But I want to do something that's essentially gay church, and it's no god, no god involved, but it still it feels like church. And the impetus of this is. And I've talked about this before. Look, before I say anything, and this is something that's come up this week in private conversations, before I say anything, I want it to be known, and I've always thought this, that Marianne Williamson is a crazy person. Okay? Marianne Williamson is a crazy person. Uh, but I will say, you know, people have different skill sets. Okay? And so, yes, Marianne Williamson should not have run for president of the United States. Because she doesn't have, she's not qualified and she sounded like a cuckoo bird. Okay. But if you ever have the chance, especially in person, to see Marianne Williamson speak on either spirituality or uh, new agey issues, God, there's very few, there are very few people out there better than she is. She is so good at it. And this is somebody, the first time I ever saw, you know, my history with Marianne Williamson was this. I was writing a movie that has since been, I wouldn't even call it development hell. It's just like, it's, it's, there's always, uh, about once a year I get a phone call, this person's interested in your movie, and then it goes nowhere. And uh, I've never written another movie since, even though I've, I've had good, two good movie ideas, one that involves Lori. Anyway. Uh, I just, I got, I soured. You know what's funny is I wrote a movie and then I started doing podcasting. So what happened, okay, you want to hear, okay, here's a history of Joe Batanz's thing. The way Catching Up started, okay, so what happened is, you know, what we all know, my friend Chris White is a producer and director. And he came to me and Shannon and said, I want you guys to write a movie for me and my company. So this is probably about 2012. So we took a year, I think it took us a year uh, to um, start the writing process, write the movie, do a couple of drafts. Now it's going to start going out to um, uh, female leads for the female actresses for the leads. And we're just going to wait to hear what these actresses say. So I, now this is one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. I was, (laughs) I was like, I had a, a very successful tutoring business in Newport beach, California. And, you know, uh, Chris White's is producing my movie, and I'm going to, you know, so long, suckers! <laughs> you know, so I, like... it. Now, I, I, I will say the responsible thing that I did was in the summer of 2012, 
I started the process of wrapping up my business. When you do a tutoring business, you can't just quit on people. So I basically didn't take any new clients, and I just wrapped up the clients that I had. And then I officially closed the business probably about the beginning of 2013. I tied up all the loose ends. And I was like, well, I have time to kill before all my riches move come in, you know. And then I that's why I was talking to Mike Lawson about that. Talk, talk to Mike Lawson. I had ended the bit. He was doing Game Night Guys. Or, no, he had stopped doing Game Night Guys. I think he was doing what some would call lies, I think. And he may not have been doing any podcast. And he and I were on the phone just shooting the shit and laughing and having a good time. And he said, you know, actually, I've been thinking about this. But what we do, what we talk about, that could be a podcast. And I was like, do you think anybody would want to listen to us talking? That's so dumb. He goes, no, I think people would like it. And so, like, everything happened really fast. We put together, I got, I borrowed a microphone from my brother, because my brother's an amateur musician. And I think very soon after, within a week, we did the pilot episode, which was lost for a long time until recently. And you can go listen to that at, um, uh, on the Catching Up feed, wherever that is. I don't know. Go to iTunes. Uh, the pilot episode. That was lit within a week of, uh, of us talking. I, 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 uh, we recorded that. And then uh, that started everything, you know. But, um, <clears throat> but what happened was as, as time wore on, and we were still doing rewrites, by the way. I would still do rewrites, and I would go to an office, Chris's office, and do the rewrites. And as more actresses were turning the movie down and turning it down, every actress, no, no, pass, pass, pass. Um, I started to get really, really stressed out. Really stressed out. I realized what I had done. And I, uh, my cousin said we should go. <clears throat> You know, honestly, now that I'm thinking back, this may have actually happened the summer before. Like, in other words, while I was writing the movie. I don't know. It's either been the summer of 2012 or summer of 2013. But my cousin said, you know, I was really, like, literally was breaking out in hives and having panic attacks. And I couldn't trace it. I didn't know what was going on. So I, uh, my cousin says, you know, this woman named Marianne Williamson, who I had heard of, I believe it or not, I had strangely heard of. He said she is uh, speaking. She she does a, a lecture every Monday in Beverly Hills. We should go to the lecture. It's fifteen dollars. And I was like, okay. So I went, and what's really funny is the first time I went, I thought it was so fucking stupid. I thought it was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard in my entire life. Okay. And uh, I thought it was silly, but and I was I really for the we sat in the back. And um, for the most part, I just watched. We were a little late, and I just watched, and I just thought it was really weird, and like uh, uh, weird people I thought were there, but they were all a lot of gays. It was very, it was like, it was a packed theater with gays. And and she'd give a lecture for about 45 minutes, and then she did about 45 minutes of Q&A. And I was just, I just remember thinking this was a, she was kooky, and what she was talking about was kooky, and the audience was kooky. But the next week, uh, Richard asked if I wanted to go again, and I said, sure, I'll go again. Mostly just to hang out with Richard. It was a fun time. It was an excuse to hang out with Richard, and I wasn't doing anything. And I went, and when I went, this time we sat in the very front, like, like front row. 
We sat there every single time to the point where she recognized that we were always sitting there. But the first time we went and sat there, she walked in. She always just walked in like a minute before she was supposed to go on stage. She has an assistant. She looks really upset. And she, I can't remember what she said, but she just chews out this assistant right there, right before she goes on stage. Like, just chews her out. But I can't remember what she was saying. We were like, Richard and I were like, right? And then, um... Then she goes on, but it's funny. She takes the microphone. She's like, hey, everybody. Yay. Like, like, smiling and stuff like that. And then she talked for a little while. And then she covered the microphone. She walked over and she, and she told the assistant, I need you to not stand there. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> okay. So, um, but again, uh, when she talks, she is so well-spoken. It's so funny. I've never, forget about what her content is. She's probably one of the most naturally gifted public speakers I've ever seen. Like, she would do an entire 45-minute lecture, and there wouldn't be an, uh, or she lost her train of thought, or she didn't know what she was, like, it was almost as if she had written, not, because it didn't sound memorized, it sounded natural, but it just sounded like a perfect speech, it just came out and just flowed, you know? And I was sort of gobsmacked, I was like, and for some reason, I, I wanted to go back. You know, I wanted to go back. I wanted to see what she had to say next. And it started to change my life. I, I stopped getting the hives. I got a new perspective on life. And I and I climbed out of that. Uh, I wouldn't even say it was depression. Just sort of that anxiety, that an, that anxious state I was in. And I don't, I don't have the... Um, I don't want to do a new AG show, first of all. A, I, for a couple of reasons. One... Uh, it would take a lot of work. Two, I don't, uh, I that I don't have any amount of knowledge about that. Like, uh, I you know I went to her lectures every week for about a year and a half, and uh, but I, even that, I that's let me see, that takes me all to twenty fifteen, and I haven't really gone back since, and. Uh, and I just it's, it's not I'm not a student I'm not, I'm not a student anymore nor was I ever I know enough to have a conversation with somebody not to do a thing but I want to do a podcast that so oh so any one of the one of the things I realized was I noticed that there were a lot of gays there and uh, it was almost all gays it was like women it's, you know what it was very much like the makeup of our show like fifty percent women and fifty percent gay men okay uh, and um. And all crazy people. It really was like afterthought media was hitting the audience. So um, I realized, I sit there and I looked at these gays, a lot of them, you know, uh, on the younger side. Not necessarily young, but maybe like early 30s, late 20s. And the way they were reacting, I said, oh, you know what? This is gay church. And what I mean, I don't mean it like in a way like that's what people say about the gym. I'm talking about... These were people who were probably raised in very religious households. And they liked the act of going to church. But now their religion has told them they're not welcome. But they still want the feeling of going to church. Because Marianne always opened up. She said hello. She opened up with a meditation. And then she went right into her lecture. And then there was a Q&A. It was very structured. You know, and I think what I want to do is I don't want to talk about new agey things, right? But 
you know, somebody I know, and I, I think that Mike Lawson has talked about this on Catching Up, but Mike Lawson, avowed atheist Mike Lawson, has started watching online church on Sundays, a Methodist service, and he said he just likes it because it helps him set the course emotionally for the following week. And that's what I want to do. It's going to be called Communion. And what I want it to be is a non-religious way that's very structured like a a church service, but there's no God. There'll be literally no God, no New Agey philosophy will be be discussed. It will really be just almost like a feel-good, let's get to have a good week, but it'll feel like church. There'll be some music. I'll be, you know, to be honest with you, it'll probably be like condensed this Joe Batanz for the people who don't subscribe to this Joe Batanz. And we will talk about what was the lesson of the week. What can we do moving forward? Let's all get together and have a great week called Communion. I think it'll be good. And of course, like any new show, it'll evolve. Right? This show didn't start like this. But now it's the award-winning This Joe Batance that you get four times a week in your podcast feed right here on Afterthought Media. See you next week. <laughs>